Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Are you aware of the life that you have inherited? Do you have a life consciousness? and how it begins to express itself. Take a listen today, and I pray that these thoughts that I share as I am processing, as I am moving forward with Him, I pray that they will encourage you to think about this life that you've inherited. All right. Are you aware that when a person is born again, they are not just saved from hell? And let's be clear that the truest hell is separation from God. I'm sure it's a place, but we've been more focused on, oh my goodness, I don't want to go to that place. But how much has it really overtaken us, that you would forever be separated from the bright presence of the Father. Okay, so I want want to not do away with the literal place of heaven or hell, but I, I just want to press your thinking a little bit, is, is have you given thought to the fact that hell is really the forever separation from the Father? Heaven is His presence. So I'm not just being saved from one place and headed to another place. I mean, sometimes this is why we've got to wonder. No wonder people are not that excited about salvation. Because is this really about, you know, a place? No, it's not. It's about the person of the Father, the person of the Son, the person of Holy Spirit. It is about the Godhead. It is about the fact that when we accept the Lord, we are not only saved from where we were headed, if you will, forever separation from Him, but we have also now been regenerated, which means that now we are born of God. We have come alive by His life being put within us. We have received a new life from Him. It's His life. It has a way of living, a way of expressing, a way of behaving. It has a way of conducting its business. It is a kingdom, meaning there is a king. There is one who rules and reigns. It's His way of life that spreads throughout that kingdom, not just in His subjects, but in His sons. So having now the life of God, this is what we want to focus on. It's not just I'm no longer going to hell, but I have been returned, ransomed, redeemed, and have come back to my Father. So having the life of God, a person isn't just now going to be, uh, you know, negatively speaking, become more aware of their sins but if you will, positively speaking, now you will know him. For what you receive, according to Galatians 4, is not the spirit of a, of a slave, 
but the spirit of sonship. We were given the spirit of Christ, of the Son, so that we might be able to cry out, Father, Abba, that we, from deep within, how much awareness do you have of the life within you? How much conscious awareness do you have that you share in his life? If you will, can I say it this way? Is that life making itself known within you? Is it prompting, compelling, provoking, leading? Is it awakening you? Or are you simply um, a Christian, a believer who has outward constraints? You know you should do this and you should do that. Don't do this. Don't touch that. Do other people have to come and always point out sin to you? Meaning, sin, meaning ways that you're living independent from the Father. Behavior that is, mm, you know, anathema to his way, whether it's in treating, you know, yourself or treating others poorly. How much awareness do you have? Or do others always have to, from the outside, uh, tell you when you're doing wrong? Um, Is there any inner witness, any inner voice of the Spirit operating within? If he is, then thank God today. Thank him that he is making himself known to you inwardly. You see, this is a life that has been received. You have been one who has received his life, a new nature. And this is why in this fellowship that I've been talking about recently, the fellowship that we have with him is because we share the same life. Remember, the whole reason that you were born again, given a new nature, made a new creation, a new man, was so you could have 100% compatible fellowship with God. And everything else flows from that. You see, life cannot be simulated If there is really life inside of you, there is no need to pretend. And my friends, if there is not life in you, there is no possibility of pretending. This is where in this this fellowship that I believe that God is releasing deeper and deeper uh, amongst the brethren is, is a breed of fellowship where We don't have to pretend with each other. Uh, We don't have to constantly confess that we're just messy, broken sinners. My friend, I can never remind you of this enough. If you are born again, you are no longer a sinner. What what, What got born again? What does born again mean to you? To be born all over again means to to receive the life of, of God. And come alive to God, dead to sin, alive 
to God. And in that life, if we really realize what it's taken for us to receive that life, for that life to have become our own means we have completely come into agreement with God's judgment on the old. And there's nothing of the old that he has any affinity for. Uh, therefore, neither do we. So we're no longer living pressured by you know, conforming to an outward external appearance. But more and more and more, we are living in the deep, clean, pure, freedom of our new life. So I know who I am. I don't have to prove who I am. I'm learning to live as who I am. So I don't need to perform. I am becoming more and more aware as the the true slow fire discipling of, of the kingdom of God continues within is I'm drawn to that which is real that which real according to God, not real according to the hippest, latest, you know, coolest person in, you know, Christendom, but according to him. If I've already agreed that I'm nothing without him, I don't mind appearing as nothing. (laughs) If I already know that I have a stupidity that I've inherited, uh, therefore I don't go around trying to feign and pretend that I'm so wise and clever. It's okay if you see, um, you know, me in the learning process. It's okay if someone sees you in the learning process. Uh, We're not going to stay where we are, but we're passing through uh, this part of growing up. Um, We're not trying to be, you know, something that we're not. We're learning to be who we actually are. Uh, We're no longer trying to manage the impressions that we make on other people uh, because what we're really becoming more and more concerned about is the revelation he wants to give of himself through me, through you, to others. Because if I'm constantly managing the impression uh, that you have of me, I'm not totally sure that you're going to ever be able to see him. But if I'm learning to live like my father, think like my father, do as my father, then you'll see us moving as one. And of course, it will be quite clear he is the source of all of that. You see, because the individual work that's going on in you will find its way and become integrated into the body of Christ. This breed of fellowship will have its greatest expression in the church the true church, the one that I speak of in my book as my best friend on the face of the earth. You see, the the true church with him as the head is made up of people. And when my mom led me to Jesus at seven, that was the church. When my husband led me back to Jesus at 27, that was the church. When um, the, the men and women who discipled me, uh, were real, transparent. They cared more about me knowing the Father than they did about tiptoeing around my feelings. That was the real church. Those who have opened doors for me when I have personally disqualified myself, um, and yet they continued to contend and believe for what the Father had written over me. That's the church. 
The church has done me no harm. She's only done me good. And I do plan on returning the favor to the church, the real church. Now, I have no affinity for the human institution, uh, the performance-driven house of Saul, as they would say. Um, I I don't even have really necessarily any loyalty to the, the true and authentic things of God from the past, meaning I'm no longer pining away over those things, although I value them and I say, God, thank you for the people that I walked into, your church. Thank you for a fellowship that literally saved me raised me, um, you know, empowered me because God was living in that fellowship and it passed from person to person. But where my heart really is is in the present and in the future of where that fellowship is headed, the fellowship of the cross, something organic, something that um, is not just displayed on a Sunday morning where everybody feels you know good on Sunday afternoon because we had a good service. No major glitches. You know, there were some responses from people to what we did in that service. We're headed into a new depth of life with him and with each other. And it's going to find expression. That life, this one that I've asked you about, do you have an awareness of this life? That life has a way of expressing itself through the the assignment, the sovereign assignments that are upon people and the places that God has put them in because He wants to revisit where there have been strongholds of death. He's coming to literally establish strongholds of his life. And those strongholds first are inside his people, where they are awakened to him and his ways. And then they're going to let him come and express himself the way he wants. And our challenge is going to be to let that life really begin to awaken and move and grow, and, and us not try to dominate that, package it. This is a challenge. So I want to ask you again, are you aware of this life that has come to you as a born-again son? Are you aware of why that life came to you? Are you aware that, that the body of Christ is his body, his members, the way he is going to express himself in the earth. And first and foremost, there must come a deep awareness of that maturing life inside of you. I hope that no one's having to come constantly and keep you in check Hold your feet to the fire. My friends, if you want to be accountable, prop your feet up against the fire. Bring your feet to the fire. And then you could share with someone 
this is what's going on with me. You see, when people ask me if I will hold them accountable, no, I won't. But I'll walk with you as you make yourself more accountable to him, as you open yourself up more to me, as if, if I were the person that were discipling you. You see, that's not something that people keep doing to you. It's a life, a consciousness aware of his life within you that is a life born of truth, a life born of freedom. With wisdom, with wisdom, who you make yourself open to is very key. But it's simply a part of you being made more um, aware of him and responding more to him because that's what brings real change. So I've gone on longer today than I than I planned. But this breed of fellowship, this bold brethren, this uh, consciousness of his life within us that we share, it's, it's profound and necessary, and I want to promote it. As I participate in it, I want to promote it. So give these things some thought today, and I pray that you'll stay in the provoking process of true, slow fire discipleship. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.